heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, folks, it's a, quite an emotional week in Patriot land, if you will. Um, there's a certain quarterback coming back here to play. And you know what? For this one, I had to dig out all the chops. I had to get – this is basically Patriot week, if you haven't noticed by now, on the YWC Football Talk. And with me today is from Dear Patriots Nation, fellow Canadian Patriot fan, Ray Routh. I hope I got that right. How, how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm a little upset with you, man. Oh, Why? Uh, because my gimmick was being the Canadian Patriots fan. That's what I built my following on. And, uh, all of a sudden I get this message by another Canadian Patriots fan with a podcast and a YouTube channel. And I was like, what the hell's up with this, man? Just, uh, that's called, I think you're a wrestling fan, right? That is infringement in, or what is it? Uh, gimmick, uh, infringement. gimmick infringement. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Well, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's uh, I love uh, I love chopping up football, and it's I always got to talk. You know, my my partner's from Boston, and every ball most of our fan base from Boston. It's like it's nice to talk to a Canadian. It's nice. Yeah, just a couple of local uh, GTA guys talking about the Pats and everything. Because like I was, I'm not like the usual Patriots fan. Like I'm like I love the Patriots, diehard Patriots fan. But then like every other Boston team, like I I'm Toronto through and through. So whether that be like like uh, painful leaves, Raptors, Jays, everything else kind of gets pushed to the side. So when I see like Patriots Twitter and stuff talking, like when they switch to like Bruins and Celtics and for this week only Red Sox, it's like, oh, it's just like little daggers because next week potentially I may have to come out and say, hey, we're not friends for 48 hours. But then after hopefully we play in the wild card game, then we can be friends again. Yeah, I'm 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 rooting for the Blue Jays just because I love I love what the city's like when the Blue Jays are good. Um, I don't watch hockey. So I troll Maple Leaf fans because you guys are just so easy to troll. So it's and my dad's a Habs fan, so I'll just like pop on one of his jerseys and strut around, or I'll throw on a Bruins jersey just to mess with everybody. But I really couldn't care less about who puts the puck in the net. So it's yeah. that's all good. No, I I, I appreciate stuff like that where you just like it's just trolling for fun. It's like you're not trying to be like a dick or anything like that. But no, um, hey, I may have stolen your gimmick, but at the same time too, it's always good because, like, you're right. Like a lot of the Pats fans I talk to, there's a few guys I have that are from the Mass Boston area. But then you, it's like for us, it's a little different because we're always at like outsider perspective on like how we became like a Patriots fan, and like that's why I always say this week's emotional too because I say this, I don't know if I'm the fan that I am today if it's not for Tom. Okay. I think I'm a little older than you, Griff. I know I look young. I know I know this physique, the way I've taken care of myself. I know your audience is going to be shocked, but I might be a little bit older than you. Uh, I became a fan in the Bledsoe era. And um, I remember my father saying to me in 2001, this Belichick needs to be fired. Playing this Brady bum over Bledsoe. How ridiculous is this? Bledsoe's a $10 million man. Largest contract in NFL history that summer. And uh, yeah, Belichick had to go because just this Brady kid who's Brady, you know, Uh, my father will still tell you to this day because Bledsoe played half the AFC championship game that Bledsoe got them to the Super Bowl and (laughs) Brady did it. Um, No, listen, Brady was, uh, you know, Brady, Brady was obviously very impactful. It was my hero growing up. That was right in the thick of my, my high school years, sort of those early 2000s. Um, 
I, I like, I like to, I feel good, especially when I'm talking to other Boston fans who grew up in Boston, because I can be like, Hey man, like I was a Patriots fan in the Bledsoe era. I was Brady. I was a Patriots fan before, you know, Brady was drafted. So I don't get, I don't get kind of dubbed with that bandwagon piece. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's all about having a good time. Um, you know, for me, I don't know how you became a page fan. It could have been about Brady. Like for me, uh, back in the, you know, early nineties, mid nineties, you know, we got three games a week, right. We got the one, whatever global was showing global showed football at that time for Americans. It's our, our Canadian cable company or cable show and global played the one o'clock, the two o'clock and Monday night football and, or the one o'clock, four o'clock and Monday night football. And usually we got green Bay or Dallas in the afternoon and you got either Buffalo, Detroit or new England at one o'clock and i was uh, i liked the new england jerseys better and my dad was a patriots fan so i became a patriots fan that's how i became a new england fan um for me my story is a little more unconventional i was i'm pretty sure it was the 2001 season my parents recalled i mean i'm trying to figure i don't remember if it was the tuck rule game or if it was the afc championship but we were on that same day we were the full like my family so it was my mom my dad my sister and i we were on a uh, trip to disney and I don't know if you've ever been, but uh, and I was I haven't been since since like 2003. But I remember there was like buses that would take you from the airport to the hotel, and there were people on the bus that were from Boston and everything. And basically, hey, instead of showing this like video where they'll show like a tour of everything and be like, "Hey, eat here, go here for shopping," like what to do at each park, they asked about the Pats game on. My parents said for some reason I just got so caught up in the emotion, the excitement of it all that I was cheering for the Pats. So. I always had like just and it was through that like I don't remember too too much of like the early early dynasty because like I was like seven eight nine but then like basically all from basically throughout on it's just been me rooting for the Patriots and I I'm, I'm like you I did get caught up in the bandwagon era where it was hey this whole uh, oh what's gonna happen when Tom leaves are you gonna stick around after that and I always kept this promise to myself like I am gonna be a fan I'm not going anywhere like once he retires and then last year. Obviously with COVID, I just remember waking up to that, te- not the text, it was just the Instagram first thing I saw was just him there and it was just all oh, this heartbreaking. But then I feel more connected to the team now because I actually read the, the book, The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict. I've referenced it on here on several podcasts. And now whenever I hear just someone have a bad take about the Patriots, I literally just shout, read the book. But you no, know, for me, for the Pats, like, and even to like my girlfriend, like when I met her, she was a fan and then it's just certain moments. And even to like, I remember the going the 10 years without winning a Super Bowl and just the euphoria of experiencing 2015 against Seattle. Cause I, I'll actually be honest with you. When Malcolm Butler made the pick, I didn't realize in the moment that he picked it. And then it took me, took my brain a couple of seconds to process it. And then once that happened, I just completely lost it. But no, it's, it's just a roller coaster ride now that I'm still, still glad to be a part of. And the only sad part is I've yet to be, excuse me. I've yet to be to a Foxborough for a game. I've only seen him play in Buffalo once. Well, I was supposed to be in Foxborough this weekend. Uh, we had my, my partner Connor and I, we had a, a big day, a big weekend plan. I was supposed to drive down to Boston on Thursday, spend the weekend. We were going to, we were going to Pat Saints at one o'clock and then flying over to Fenway for Red Sox Yankees at seven. Okay. So I got to go to Foxborough and then I get to watch Yankees Red Sox at Fenway Park. Come on. It doesn't get any better than that. Right. And, uh, but Biden didn't open the borders and it's $700 a flight to Boston. And I was like, I'm not paying $700 for a flight to, uh, for a flight for a weekend. Connor got sick anyway. So it kind of makes sense, but let's talk about if I can, sorry, I'm totally hijacking your show. Um, It's completely fine. 
let's talk about when Brady left because that was actually a very significant day for us in general. Yeah. Um, and I love telling this story. So I show up to work at eight o'clock in the morning and our premier here for American people, it's like our governor and our premier Doug Ford was issuing a state of emergency because of COVID-19. So I'm sitting in my colleague's office. I was a site manager. She was the other site manager. We were sitting in her office watching Ford at eight o'clock in the morning, declaring a state of emergency. Everything was being shut down. Not even kidding you. Literally, the shelves were empty at grocery stores. Okay, you couldn't find toilet paper. It was the hottest commodity in the world. <laughs> and as I'm watching this video or watching this live stream of the province shutting down because of COVID-19, we're at that moment getting emails from our directors, giving us direction of getting people prepared to work from home. I look down and see a text and I click it open and it's my buddy. And it says Brady's signing with the bucks, right? Or Brady's leaving the Patriots. Brady announced he's leaving the Patriots. So I text my wife and go, Oh my God, she's at work watching the same press conference and writes back. I know the province is shutting down. I said, fuck that Brady's leaving the Pats. And she just wrote back. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she's like, we're going into a state of emergency and you're texting me about Tom Brady. Oh, I, I, I have a very similar story actually. Cause I remember my work. Uh, I work in the film, I, film production up here in Toronto but um, I remember the Monday I was at work and we were doing at that point split shifts where it's like one crew comes in one week, one crew comes in the next week. That Monday, I literally got told, do not come in tomorrow. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause like at that point later on, I realized they didn't know what to do. So for some reason, as like, so Tuesday I was off, I was at home. And then Tuesday, I literally happened to wake up. And when I said earlier with the Brady thing, so my, so I get a text from my girlfriend of the link to his Instagram thing. And then I literally just looked at my phone and then even I go downstairs to my mom, like, like right away, they know, like they even knew right away. Cause like, I just had this look just of like complete distraught on my face of like, Oh, I know. And then I had one friend who went to a Bucks game in 2019. So I a snapshot of a Buccaneers t-shirt. I'm, I literally just clicked it. I'm like, no, don't, no, no, do not do that. Like just do it to get under the skin and everything. And then, uh, I don't know why I suggested myself to this, but I was watching like, I watch like I do this sometimes. I watch the ESPN shows to TSN to torture myself with their bad takes. But then also I was like watching NFL Network on a cycle, and I'm like sitting there like, why am I subjecting myself to half an hour Mike Giardi updates when I could be doing something better? But then again, you're right. This is the point uh, part. Doug Ford was shutting down the province. We had nothing better to do. So, and also too, this is St. Patrick's Day as well. So not the best St. Patrick's Day on multiple levels here. No, it was such a weird day, right? Like it was such a weird day. I'm, I'm sitting there trying to prep my podcast for that night, which is Tom Brady's gone. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to do at the same time? I've got it running around my office, like maniacs trying to get, we weren't set up to work from home, trying to get all my staff's laptops all set up, you know, uh, I'm smoking two packs because I'm stressed about COVID and all that. So I'm coughing. People are freaking out because I'm coughing. They think I got coronavirus. We didn't even know it was called COVID at the time. It was yeah. coronavirus at that point, right? And uh, yeah, it was just the weirdest two or three days of my life. Brady's gone. We're going into full lockdown. You know what I mean? And 
uh, there's 30, <laughs> there's 30 total cases in the province. That's what always makes me laugh now because we're, you know, we're panicking now we're living with a thousand a day or whatever it may be, but it was like, it was just, so between COVID between Brady leaving, um, sitting at home, we didn't get up and running until the next week. So we like, like you sitting at home for three days with nothing to do. And, uh, yeah, I was just on you know, watching Skip Bayless, his opinion, watching, you know, Kellerman and, and, and Stephen A. And it's like over and over and over again. Um, where I think I went wrong is I went on Twitter and I saw, you know, there's emotion, right? And I, I'm always cool with with emotion. I'm not cool with outrage and what I like to call fake outrage. And um, I like you because you stayed, you're, you're torn this week, but you stayed with the Patriots, right? Like you could already see people changing their avatars or I can't wait to get my red Brady Jersey, you know, and yet their title is Patriots six Super Bowls and this and that. Um, and I actually, I became such a, a Brady hater for a long time, but I was more mad at the fan base than I was at anybody else. Right. Um, and I was making that argument. Like I was a Patriots fan before Brady. I'm going to be a Patriots fan after Brady. Um, I didn't cheer for him to win a Super Bowl last year. I cheered for him to beat the Chiefs because I'd rather Brady win a seventh. But people are like, you have to cheer for him. I'm like, no, I don't. I cheer for the Patriots to win a Super Bowl. I don't cheer for any other team to win a Super Bowl. When I cheer for a team to win a Super Bowl outside of the New England, it's because it's the Super Bowl and I'm picking whatever team I dislike the most because I hate 31 teams in the NFL. Um, I, I don't I don't fanboy Brady. Um and I think that it's become such a stick for me and I've garnered so much hate because of it. And deep down people who really know me, you know, people who watch me forever, they know the amount of respect I have for Brady. People know I love Tom Brady. I got an autographed Tom Brady Jersey right there that I've never taken down. I've got five Brady jerseys. I wore one on game one in honor of Mac Jones, you know, sort of the passing of the torch type of deal. Um, but just my stick now is a, being a Brady hater. So I've just embraced it. I've just been like, all right, let's go bring it on. You know what I mean? I will tell yeah. you why. No, no, no. I, I was the same way. Like in, for example, in 2020, I, I cheered for San Fran because I wanted to see Jimmy succeed because I always liked Jimmy when he was here. And I always said the same thing with Tampa. I am not cheering for the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. I cheer for like, I always think kind of like with, I feel like it was always like you go through those like stages of grief where there's like, you're upset, you're angry at him. you like, there's times last year I poked fun at him. Like when, they lost week one of the saints and we beat the dolphins. I was like, Oh, look at that. We're one and Oh, he's Owen one. And, and then the Is, school- isn't it sad that that was the best part of our season last year. <laughs> that was week one. Yeah. 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 I, I still say the best game of the season, in my opinion, was the Baltimore Sunday nighter because like this yeah. Sunday, I went to that game thinking we were going to just get stomped and it was going to be ugly, but it turns out ugly weather mixed then with Baltimore bitching about the weather, even though they're an East coast team in an open roof stadium uh was just the thing where it was like oh hey i thought like, the low point like i remember going into that game thinking just like yeah there's no way in hell we're winning this game and like i'm not saying that for this sunday it's just after what happened on for yeah so folks for those of you where we are recording on monday night but what happened yesterday it's just not really a confidence booster but then now with it like that that's the thing 2020 i just like to look as a memory of the past and even to 2021 i'm thinking like right now look last year we were two and one we're one we were one and two right now excuse me we're two and we were uh two and one last year could it be an opposite then now where we going to roll in october but then i don't want to get too ahead of myself it's just this game but then too i look at this sunday where i'm just like okay if we can let mac go and play well like let him throw and chuck we saw what matthew stafford did to the ram to the buccaneers secondary so i saw to switch gears because look mac has the potential i just feel like 
you gotta let you gotta let him ride the bike. You just can't let him. You gotta take the training wheels off. Because even yesterday too, those RV screens with Bolden were pissing me off. Like I was screaming the entire time. Like where the hell is Harris? Yeah, I mean they only ran the ball fifteen times yesterday, mm-hmm. and there wasn't that many screens. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I love your optimistic take. Come check us out on Deer Patch Nation. My 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 Connor, my partner Connor is going to be uh, making the case tonight why the Patriots are going to win on Sunday. Um, Connor is the optimist Homer. I am the realist. And uh, I had this game circled as a loss before the season started. I had this, I had this circled after we beat the jets as a loss and going into this week. I mean, listen, if we can have a cold tsunami, you know, and uh, Brady's used to playing down in Tampa, perhaps, you know, to be honest with you, man, my expectations for this team since February, and this was, you know, this was, you know, I called Mac Jones in February as being our next quarterback, right? Um, and and or figured it'd be a Mac Jones type of player. Uh, even after, and then in April when they did all the the, the free agent or for, for March when they did all the free agency, I still had this team as an eight win team. I said this team is built for 2022, and I was ready to go on this year. And all, and I'm looking for moral victories this season. I'm looking for progressions. I'm looking for this. Uh, you know, we look at, at Sunday's game, yesterday's game, and it was just collectively bad. And yeah, Josh McDaniels, man, running the ball on first and second down in the red zone. It's it's getting just like, it's getting borderline comical at this point. Like it's just becoming a sitcom of how many times we're going to run the football in the red zone. The offensive line was horrible. The wide receivers, they were okay, but a lot of miscommunication. Mac Jones had four overthrows yesterday, like bad overthrows where he could have hit receivers. Johnny Smith had a game to forget. You know, the running backs, when they did run, they averaged 1.6 yards per carry, 1.6 yards. And this Tampa defense is a better run defense than the Saints defense was. That's even scarier going into this game. Um, I believe that this game is going to be a royal ass kicking. And I hate saying it, and I hate being that guy. However, don't be upset by it. Like, a lot of people got upset about the game yesterday against the Saints. And I wasn't, and I'm usually the one who gets upset. Like I'm known as the angry one on our show and Connor was angry. He's like, why aren't you angry? And I said, because I knew they were going to lose. I, I've been telling you for weeks, they're going to lose to the saints. I had them going two and two. I had them starting two and zero, and they should have beat Miami. So I'm taking that even though they lost, I had them going two and zero, and then being two and two after these two games. And then I had them being three and three after Houston and, and Dallas. It's okay. I look at teams like Cincinnati. I look at teams like Jacksonville. I look at, so those are sort of the comparable teams to us. I look at teams like the Chargers, you know. Um, I believe that we're going to be in a better position in 2022 than all three of those teams. I think we're going to be in a better position than Chicago. I think we're going to be in a better position than, I, like, I can't say San Francisco. San Francisco is already, you know, I mean, come on, right? Yeah. What like, But everybody else. So uh, I'm okay with it. And, and this game to me um, – I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. Um, I, I want them to really cheer Brady and then I want him to get sacked 10 times during the game. Right. Um, even if we lose 50 to nothing, but they can hit him 10 times and put him on the ground and, and just show that compete. And I, I think that regardless of what happens, this is me in my opinion, in my opinion only everybody has their own opinion, but in my opinion, this game is meaningless to the Brady Belichick debate. It's meaningless to, you know, who was responsible for the dynasty. These are two teams in two very different stages of their development. 
if anything, the, the, the bucks are now at their peak and they're going to start declining in the next year or two. Not I mean, Brady could play at high levels, but they're not going to be able to keep affording to resetting their team with the same players every year. They're about to go on the decline. The Patriots are only going to go up and I'm sticking with my prediction that by 2022, this is when I really take this Patriots team serious as competing for the AFC East. I don't, you know what I mean? Cause Buffalo is now at the peak ready to decline as well. Don't nobody fool themselves. Josh Allen is going to keep them competitive for a long time, but they're about to not be as good as they are, even though they had a slow start this year. Um, and I see this team competing for the AFC East, and I see them winning it by 2023. Competing 2022 with the possibility of winning it, and I'm guaranteeing to win in 2023. I like Mac Jones. I like his progression. And all these guys who are starting to come, like Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, who need to come together, they're here for the next two or three years. You know what I mean? So it's only going to get better. I got a lot. I, I, I have a lot of faith in this team. I had no expectations going into this season. In fact, now I have them winning seven games. And that, that's why that Miami game pisses me off even more, because that would have been my eight-game prediction. No, I got you. Um, for this Sunday, I always, I always, before I was always like unrealistic where it was kind of like, like last year, I'm, I'm will admit I was guilty of this admitting that we, I thought we were better than what we actually were. I kept like trying to paint. What was picture. your, what was your prediction? Cause my, my partner Connors was 13 wins and I will not let him live it down. And if you tell me it's similar, I will tweet you every day and not let you live it down. Just I, having fun. I, I, I don't remember, but I think it was nine or 10. I think I knew. Oh, okay. I, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like, fair. It's like nine, nine or ten, which we we really could have, but like I've started doing that where I hate the what if game. Like now it's the same thing with the um I bet Chiefs fans are doing this like with week two. What if uh, Edwards Alaire doesn't fumble there? We have a chance mm-hmm. to win the game. What if they don't like it's just what ifs with sports are the worst thing in the world, I feel. So if you get off of them, you're gonna be it'll, it's only better for your mental health. Because that's, that's the one thing I say. Look, every other sport, I know you don't watch hockey, I know. You like with the other sports, like for example, being basketball, baseball, hockey, there's a 82 and a 162 for games. So it's not until this time of the year with baseball where look, it's stressful where every game counts. But football, though, every single game means something. So that's why I want to say that. But as for this Sunday, I'm like that mix of you and your partner, Connor, where it's just like, hey, I think there's like a there's a little voice in my head saying, we're going to win, we're going to win. But then there's the realistic part of me saying, no, don't be shocked if we walk into their Sunday and we get our asses kicked. Like, I don't know. They put up forty. My heart says we're gonna win. Don't get me wrong. My heart makes my mind have that vision of walking into work on Monday like this, you know, and celebrating. My head is telling me enjoy that vision because you're not gonna see it in real life. So I I get what you're saying. You're listening to your heart, but your head is telling you differently. I am gonna give you a great what if though, if I could. All right, and this is for all the Patriot fans out there. I know, and I hate what ifs too. I actually tweeted that today that I hate what ifs, but. I said, what if the Patriots actually won that game yesterday? Do you know how we would have immortalized Mac Jones ripping his knee brace off mid-drive to finish that play? I said, if that was like the game-winning drive and that shot of him ripping off that knee brace would have been everybody's avatar, would have been everybody's profile picture. Like, I'm like, that would have been the most – that would have lived up to how the Chiefs have immortalized Patrick Mahomes' incomplete pass. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly where it would have, where it would have been phenomenal. No, no, no. I could totally agree. But uh, no, my whole thing for this year though, is look, I I have a finishing second still. I'll still stand by that. I, I I don't think seven, I I was saying even this year, I think there's a chance that's my absolute best case scenario for this team is 11 and six, just because look, and that's how stuff go right this way. That started to taper off now, especially after not so much with yesterday's loss, but Miami. And then to, we have this, that tough stretch from, because the one thing I'm saying right now, I had November 7th pretty much as a win going into the year. Now I can't say we can guarantee a win against Carolina the way they're 
they're, they're looking really good. No, yeah, they look spent. And, and, and Christian McCaffrey will be back by, by then. So yeah, that was my survival pick. And they, they just got better for peanuts today, too. Um, and even, too, then there's that stretch in November where it's like, okay, the only games I look at we can win probably Houston, the Jets, and the Falcons, and the Jaguars. But the Jaguars is not until 2022. So I don't even want to try to think that far ahead. And as when you said the whole thing, too, oh, who made the dynasty better? Oh, is this game if so? Say the Bucks come in, is it going to be oh Brady's? See Brady's better than Belichick. No fan is going to make that comparison. No true Patriot fan. It's the talking heads and the certain people who I was going to say another word, but I didn't want him. Certain people at like ESPN, Mike Greenberg, uh, Fox, Nick Wright, uh, people like that, or Skip, people like that are going to come on Monday morning and say, oh, is it about this or this or this? You're going to have. You're, you probably, I don't, we'll see what Chris Sims does. Cause Chris Sims can be a bit off the wall. It's just, I feel like it's more about the national media and more importantly for you and I, we're not as affected by this. We probably see it enough on Twitter, but the Boston local sports media, not, not the beat reporters. I know some of the guys are good guys, but the uh, radio hosts uh, who I've been known to deal with, I feel like they're going to make it more about that for us. Look, whatever happens Sunday happens. I just know that we'll welcome them with open arms, but the second the kickoff happens, look, we want to kill you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're the national media. And then there's another piece too. And, and I, um, I, I agree with you so wholeheartedly, especially about the Boston media, especially the, the radio. And I, I do make appearances on WEI in Providence a lot. Um, I go on like the, the Dundero and kitchen show and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, Mark Dundero and I, and people love our exchanges on Twitter because we're always going at it. I'm respectful with them. I'm a pretty respectful guy. You really got to piss me off for me to go off on you on Twitter, but um, it's just a constant negativity. Uh, but I, there's a different kind of fan now in the NFL. And I don't know if it's a social media thing and it might've always existed. However, we did more glorified now. Yeah. We didn't see it before, but there's a lot of player fans out there. You know what oh. I mean? Like there's a lot of like, they're, they're, it's not loyal to a team. They're loyal to a player. So you had guys who were Patriot fans who were Brady fans and they would come on my, you know, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever it may be back in 2017, especially after the Super Bowl loss and be like, Brady's the best in the world. Belichick's an idiot, you know, and, and that's when I really started discovering the, the player fan. And I was saying the same thing. I, I wrote something on Twitter today and I said, you know, remember, because I, I saw the Cam Newton fans out there um, who, you know, have Patriot avatars who are all like, oh, you know, oh yeah, you guys wanted to cut Cam. Imagine what Cam would have done. I said, isn't it ironic that everybody who was all the Cam fans who were crying that they could not believe it was sick that Patriot fans would cheer against Cam Newton. Now you're, now you're gloating over Mac Jones. And let me lay it down right now for everybody. I wanted Cam Newton to start this season. So this isn't me coming from a, I hated Cam and I'm a Cam hater. I ask anybody who listens to me. I said it a million times. I wanted Mac Jones to sit this year. I didn't know who the better quarterback was. I didn't care. I wanted Mac to sit, learn how to be a professional quarterback, start next year. I wanted Cam to be the starter. So I'm not a hater, but the Cam Newton fan base and the ones who were Patriot fans who became Cam Newton fans and are still holding on to it are driving me through the wall. Right. And it's the same with the Brady fans who were once Patriot fans are now Bucks fans. And I know like once the Buc people are like, well, once, the once he retires, they're going to become, you know, Patriots. I'm like, no, they're not. They're going to become like Joe Burrow fans. Or they're going to become Trevor Lawrence fans. Or they're going to become, you know, they're going to find somebody else. Like I'm a fan. Like I love JJ Watt, but I didn't become a Texas fan and an Arizona fan. You know what I mean? Like I love Ray Lewis. If you want to know my favorite player ever isn't on the Patriots. My favorite player ever was Ray Lewis. Right. I, and I hate the Ravens with a passion. So I think you can enjoy a fan, but the player, the, the, the player fan has just brought it to a whole new level. And I think social media has just put the, the big bright spotlight on it. 
No, exactly. Like for me too, like I, like I enjoy watching like guys like Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert uh, fans like, Hey, what, but am I going to go screaming and saying I'm a Cardinals fan? No, I, I, I consider myself maybe a bit of a quasi Cardinal fan where look, if they do well and they succeed, I'll be happy for the guy, but I'm not going to be that. Oh, you know, like going rooting for him, buying 10 jerseys, whatever. If I, if I buy a jersey, I buy a jersey, but I probably not. The only case with the person I know that was like a Brady fan that is now a Buccaneer uh, Brady fan is a buddy of mine originally from Michigan, who's a big Michigan Wolverine fan. So in my eyes, he gets a bit of a pass because look, he's followed Brady from like, like just like, just a little bit. Cause like, you know, from Michigan to like, he's followed, he's always followed Tom. It's never been and also he's a lion fan. So he's, I get it. I get it. I had a, I had a, I was a Patriots fan and I had an Eddie George. I'm an Ohio state fan. So tell your buddy, he can go suck an egg. Right. But uh, I'm a, I'm a Buckeyes fan. And I had a, I had a Titans Eddie George Jersey because Eddie George is the greatest Ohio state quarterback ever run you know what i mean yeah. um i have a zeke jersey because i love zeke i loved him in ohio i got a sermon jersey and now ohio jersey i didn't go out and get a san francisco jersey but i and i look around at paris campbell who plays for indianapolis you know what i mean i watch these guys and i hope for success i mean i got i have a washington chase young jersey i'm not ashamed to say it i'm not a fan of them i love chase young i'm never going to cheer for washington right but i mean chase young is, is i mean if you're an ohio fan you have to just worship the ground the guy walks on you yeah. know what i mean like because he's, he's such a he's such a dominant force him and the bosa brothers doesn't mean i'm gonna cheer for the chargers but i get it so i get it if you're a michigan fan he won you a national championship sorry i hate michigan i hate it's, michigan more than i hate anything right uh but you know, you know won your national championship and and whatever but like i get that i get that completely um, and if you want to just sit there and say, I'm a Brady fan, that's fine. But there's a lot of Brady fans who masqueraded as Patriots fans. You know what I mean? And I think that there's a difference between masquer- masquerading as a Patriots fan and just saying straight up. And I had people straight up on my YouTube page back and they'd be like, I don't like the Patriots. I'm a Brady fan. I'm like, fair enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, fine. If, that, if that's what you are, that's what you are. Well, that's fine. Right? Like, like the one thing I was going to say is you're probably going to hate this, but I actually do own a Brady Michigan jersey, for example. I'm not a Michigan Wolverine fan by any sense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I decided to throw it out there. I decided to throw it out there. I just like I wanted to get it. Like at the same time, too. One day I may own a Mac Alabama jersey. One like I hope to own like even for Patriots jerseys. I know I need a new one because like the only ones I have right now is I have my High Tower, I have a Gronk, I have a Brady, an Edelman. Uh, I may copy suit like you though and go for Judon. I don't know that number nine. I bought a high tower too. I bought a Junon and I bought a high tower. I bought the high tower away. It's tough in Canada to get jerseys though. Otherwise, we've got to pay the American prices and NFL.ca or whatever. Like, they have like six jersey options. You want a Cam Newton? They got thousands of those. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm exactly. thinking of getting a Cam Newton, by the way. I am. I'm thinking, you know what? I thought. This kind of just feels like a jersey I need to have. Like, this is a part of the history I never want erased. Like, it was such a bad scene. I just, I want to look at that jersey just to remind me in two or three years how far we came since Brady left to Cam Newton to Mac Jones. The only person that I know that owns a Cam jersey, uh, you probably know her. She's been a guest on here too, Gabby. She's the only person, Pearlbutt, she's the only person I know with a Cam jersey, like personally. And she's Um, probably ready to burn it now because she fell out of love with Cam very quickly. (laughs) <laughs> like for me like i'll admit like because th- you're gonna find this weird but my dad happens to be a new orleans saints fan and he fucking hated cam when he was in carolina so through him i got to hate him and then also to yeah. the 2013 Monday night football game that i still argue we, that was pass interference luke keekley on gronk there's no argument it was it was and i remember like just swearing at the bottom of my breath that's a day i learned to hate cleek blakeman like the first time i ever really hated an nfl official is that day 
And then even to 2017, he came to Gillette, and then Graham Gano beat us on a field goal. So, like, I just hated him. And then the cockiness and arrogance. And then even him admitting to after Super Bowl 50 that he didn't want to go for the ball because when he fumbled it because he didn't want to get hurt. And I'm just like, you you win at all costs in the Super Bowl. But then when he came here, that got all pushed out the window. And when he was here, I appreciated him. And then I got to be like, okay, look, he's not the future. And I remember in March, I was at work, and – I see the Jim McBride tweet because remember, remember Jim broke the signing and broke him getting cut. Yeah. I remember I was just sitting there. I was like, I could go record right now. Cause I was furious, pissed off, but I've come to learn, look, wait until the dust settles and clears before you put yourself on a live mic. So once I found out the contract and I wasn't too, too pissed about it, I went to my car, recorded, uploaded it. And then the same thing too, when he got cut, I did the same thing. Kind of just like, Hey, you know what? Thank you for your service. But we all know it probably is what's best. But I'm like you, though. I thought, look, you start him for the first few weeks, and then if it doesn't work out, you yank him for Mac. But then when Mac was deemed the starter, I – because at the end of the day, when as for as long as he's coach here, I'll always trust Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just – I'm starting to see the, 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 the tide turning a little bit on Mac Jones from the fan base. Um, I implore to people, he's played three games in the NFL. He's probably going to get the tar kicked out of him against 44 year old Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Who's been in the league for 20, whatever years. Um, He's a rookie. And that's what I wanted him to avoid. I wanted him to avoid this whole uh, national attention. That's going to come to this game this week. And it's funny that you brought up Cam Newton in 2017, because um, I've been seeing a lot of hate on, on Twitter lately for like Judon's the only good signing. John, who's a bust, you know, Belichick wasted money. Um, That 2017 game where, yeah, they drove the field and kicked a field goal. What you failed to remind you was, was Dietrich Weiss sacked Cam Newton on third down when the game was tied and forced would have forced a punt and put the ball in Brady's hand with two minutes left in the game in a tie game. Stephon Gilmore, for the second week in a row, took a hands-to-the-face penalty and gave Carolina a fresh set of downs, and he marched the field and they kicked the field goal. And up to that point, Stephon Gilmore had not played well. And there is a tweet that people have bookmarked. And every time something good happens, when he won Defensive Player of the Year, people send it to me. And I've eaten it. And I wrote, I'm sick of this bum. It's time to cut his ass. And so everybody who's mad about the signings right now, in 2017, week four, I wanted the Patriots to cut Stephon Gilmore who then became probably the most important player on the team next to Tom Brady going forward. So give them time. That's all I'm asking. It's been three weeks. Give them time to acclimate themselves to the Patriots way of doing things. No, I completely agree with you. And look, we all have those takes. Like, I'm not saying like, Oh, cut John cut Hunter. I'm just saying like, we gotta like give them, I feel like we gotta give them more opportunities to succeed. Cause I feel like so far, one of the better signing suits kind of gone under notice. He hasn't done a whole lot, but Kendrick Bourne is really not proven his worth, but when he goes out there, he's making catches. And even yesterday he had that acrobatic, just tip, 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 toe, and then into the end zone. And then on your note too, cause I know what you were saying earlier about flights and obviously Biden hasn't opened the board yet. Cause my girlfriend and I were looking at going down, we were going to do dolphins or uh, saints. But then once we realized the cost and everything, I would have done this week, but my wallet would have, personally strangled me um i'm probably gonna go down for the first time in 22 because i'll be honest with you the only time i've seen them play live was they lost a game winning field goal in 2011 to buffalo 
And I was still, I think I was like 17 at the time. And I remember I was getting shouted at. I got cursed at. I got beer thrown on me. Luckily, I think it was Marcel Darius's family was sitting right behind us. Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened. And ever since that day, I can say this wholeheartedly. I feel bad for the Buffalo Sabres, but I hate the Buffalo Bills. Like I will, I, I go back to a game there, but I honestly can't appreciate them. And whenever I hear shout, my soul just burns a little bit more. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I remember, I remember that game very well. Uh, yeah, it's funny because we got a Buffalo guy coming on our show tonight and uh, he's a, a noted Brady hater and he texted me and asked me to come on the show. So I know that he's got some stuff coming up. Um, yeah, I've had I've had um, I've had experiences in Buffalo that, uh, you know, it, it's. I'm pretty mouthy myself. So I kind of, you know, as people tell me, I, I bring things on myself as well, you know, like someone mouths off I can't just let it go I got to do the whole turn and then I'd start popping off back and and you know um never got into a, to a fight there because people pulled me away but came close at times you know of of uh all right man you know what you've hit me with enough beer today it's time to uh it, it's time it, it's the equivalent to um I'll throw a Canadian reference in uh, going to Iverwind Stadium wearing an Argos jersey, you know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, it's the exact equivalent, and uh, I've I've worn lots of beer at Iverwind, so it's uh, uh, not a big CFL fan, but it, it's you know I love going to the Labor Day game, and I've I've worn I've worn a lot of beer sitting there in my pinball Clemens jersey. You know? I, I don't I don't doubt it, but no, I know I know that rivalry wholeheartedly. I could go on because my my mom's side of the family is huge for CFL. My grandfather was a pretty big CFL broadcaster back in the day. But no, like I've been to Leaf Sabres before, never had a problem once. Maybe some shouting, maybe a bird here or there, uh, Jersey State bird to be more specific, but never a fight. And even too, like I've, I uh, was told by like a friend of mine from here who's a Bills fan saying, just don't, you, you don't wear that gear all year round because no matter the time of year down there, because even though I hate the team, I, I, I have a Bills podcaster too that comes on here from time. He's been on here a couple times. I'm trying to get him back on here, but there, there's a hate but there's like an admiration respect between us like person to person but when it comes to the bills and the patriots yeah like i'll go down to buffalo for the day when the before covid shop you know spend my money but at the same time too do i wish them success no was i happy last year when they lost to patrick mahomes absolutely even though part of me wanted them to make it to the super bowl play the box just for brady to rip their hearts out because well, i know yeah. more than more than us they hate tom that was the perfect scenario. The Chiefs get knocked out in the UFC Championship game, knocked their fan base down a down a peg, and uh, and then Buffalo go lose in, in in Tampa. That was that was my hopes for last season. Um, yeah, no, they got good outlets. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, no, I, I I hear you, I hear you, and you know you know what it's like too, man. Being from the six or, or, or you're in the nine oh five, but being in the being on the QEW, there's enough Buffalo Bills fans here, and uh, they're they're a very bitter fan base uh, towards the Patriots. Probably the most bitter out of every team out there, including Dolphins and Jets fans. It's it's yeah. There's a, there's a big, 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 big bitterness that comes from the Buffalo side, and I always kind of say it's a one sided rivalry because we don't really pay attention to Buffalo fans too much, you know. So it's yeah. Like I'm, I'm the same way with Buffalo fans just uh, before we uh, wrap up here. But um, my thing with the Bills fans was I feel like if I had never gone to that game and never was treated badly, I feel like my hate would be a little different. It's just because I went to the stadium and wasn't treated properly. That's more or less my reason for not liking them. I feel like, look, if I had never gone down to, I don't even know what's called anymore. Ralph Wilson's new era, whatever. But um, 
if I had never got down there and was treated that way, I feel like it'd be different. But at the same time, too, am I tempted to never go back to a Bills game if they're playing the Jets or the Dolphins just to cheer for nobody? Probably not. I'd rather go to. I'd rather drive the four hours down the four hundred one and be depressed in uh, depressed in Detroit at Ford Field. And at least you know what, I'd be warm there. I'd go to a Dolphins game, wear a Patriots jersey and a Dolphins hat, and just have everybody just. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, too, because you know how they did the Bills in Toronto series here? Oh, God, yeah. I know. Uh, I, I, was, I was more than anything. I was just pissed they never brought the Patriots up here. But um, I feel like they would have realized it would be like 90% Pats fans. Yeah. And, but, um, and it, I mean, Ted Rogers, $124 to go sit up in the nosebleeds. Worst, worst, and then couldn't figure out why they couldn't fill up the stadium. You know, it's like, well, yeah. I go to Buffalo and buy $15 tickets. You're charging me 130 bucks to sit in the nosebleeds. Get out of here. Yeah, but with that, though, because I remember I went a couple of times. I went once when they're playing the Seahawks just because I was given tickets. And I remember I had an old Sean Alexander jersey I got for Sport Check, which for American folks, it's like our Dick Sporting Goods. And I remember I was wearing that in a Jays hat. And Bill starts looking at me being like, pick one or the other. And I'm just like, no. Like, oh, Pick I'm, one I'm, or the other. You're wearing a Jays hat. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, the Jays play here. I'm rooting for the other guys because I hate you guys. So let's just call pick it. Call it as is. This is my city. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one question I just wanted to ask you too before we got out of here. Um, yes, what is if you had to pick a Tom Brady moment that's non Super Bowl, a non Super Bowl moment that really sticks out to you? What what would you have to say? I have to say I said non Super Bowl just because you know it makes it like a Super Bowl is just too easy. Yeah, um, I would probably say. Like, I want to say the Saints, but I'm trying to, you know, the 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 big comeback, the throw of Kendrell Tompkins. It was thanks, that was Thanksgiving weekend for us here. It yeah. was on the Sunday, the Canadian Thanksgiving. I remember that. I was up at the cottage watching that game. Um, dinner was ready, and I stayed to watch the game, even though I thought everybody kept telling me it's over. Why are you bothering? Um, I probably got to go with that. I, I honest to God, can't even think of another moment at the moment, which is uh, – it's weird. Uh no, you know what? I'm going to say the Tom Brady moment that sticks out in my head the most was in 2000, I want to say 12, maybe before, maybe it was 10, uh, against the Jets when we ran up the Jets on Thursday or Sunday night football. And every time they scored a touchdown, Tom Brady turned around and pointed at Rex Ryan. It's uh, That's probably the moment that sticks out in my head the most. Was that America, the America Thanksgiving game or – yes Sorry, it was thursday it was thursday it was the butt fumble they blew them out and every time the patriots scored a touchdown brady would turn around and point to rex ryan on the sideline it's one of the one of the best moments of my career from brady fun fact the jets have not been back on nbc since that game huh. and for good reason they've never been on sunday night football uh, i don't think they've been on nbc since the butt fumble game I honestly do not oh, think wow. that, that that was 2012. It's 20, 2021 right now. Wow. I th- wow. Wow. <laughs> um, for me, there's a few moments that spit, stick out. Uh, I have a story with the Saints game in 2013. So like I said, my dad's a Saints fan. And we're watching, it was just him and I and my grandparents. I remember they, he told me, because like he, like, he was like, hey, don't freak out or anything because he knows how I get during football. I remember when Campbell did that. I just like ran around the car. Co- I was the same thing. I was up at the college for Thanksgiving. And I just did the same thing too, where I was like freaking out. Two other ones that come to my mind right away, the not Super Bowl. One is the 2014 divisional round against Baltimore, because I swear I went into like cardiac arrest like three different times during that game. It just like it was like 14 nothing down. It's like, oh, but then we come back and then they go up and then we go there and then we just took control. Like that was just crazy. And then 
2017 week three against the Houston Texans where he had that dime to Brandon Cooks in the end zone with like 30 seconds to go. So those are just, just a few of them that come to mind. Like the Brandon Cooks one for some reason, just because I remember he threw, like I said, just an absolute dime across. Brandon Cooks catches it, tiptoe. See you later. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm starting to think, I'm thinking of, of, of the Texans as well, but I think I'm going back to 2012 and the comeback. Uh, uh, that game where I, Houston wore those dumb varsity jackets? Yep. And funny story about that, it's the only time in my adult life that I ever turned a game off. They were getting blown out. And I said, ah, oh, and got pissed off and turned off the TV. And and I think I just went to bed pretty shortly after and missed missed the comeback. So I remember waking up the next morning, turning on uh turning on Jay and Dan and uh finding out that the Patriots came back and beat the Texans. So so the, after that, I suffered through the twenty, the 2014 beatdown by the Kansas City Chiefs of Monday Night Football because I refused to ever turn a game off again. The only two I've ever turned off was that one and then 2018 against the Lions on Sunday Night Football. Those are the only two games I in, in recent memory that I can remember turning off. I thought you were going to say Super Bowl 51. No, Super Bowl 51. I remember I went to the garage and had like – Everyone knew I was getting I was getting really mad. I literally had to go to the garage, talk to myself, calm myself down, and then from there I was just like, was my mom, my, I remember my mom saying the entire time, "They're going to do it. They're going to do it." I had zero faith. I did not have faith until they got the touchdown in the two point to make it twenty eight to twenty that we were coming back. I had no faith until then, and then once we won the coin toss, I knew we were winning the game. The Patriots made it twenty eight to nine. Steven Gostowski missed the extra point. I gave an exaggerated laugh and went outside. And my buddy was inside, and I my wife followed me outside, and I was having a smoke, and uh, I I'll never forget. And I said to her, "You know, I don't even care if they lose. I'm like that's getting blown out. Like it's ruined my Super Bowl experience. Those are real words I used. It's ruined my <laughs> Super Bowl experience." And then I went inside. And my boys like Hightower strip sack, Matt Ryan, the Patriots got the ball at the 15. And I was like, what? And then they scored. And then I was like, yeah, let's go. Most Anyways, underrated yeah. moment from that comeback. I'll say that right now. Most uh-huh. underrated moment of that comeback was that strip sack. 150%. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take over your show again. I need to wrap up because I got to go do my show. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was just about to, too, because I got it. Uh, another uh, reporter, my buddy Keegan Stiefel from Pat's Pulpit coming on at 830 because we're going to, go a little more on the painful side and talk about uh talk about what happened against the saints and then do some patriots banter like you and i were doing but it's been a pleasure having you on and before we wrap up uh, just tell the people where, where they can find you on social media and your podcast yeah so you can find us on youtube uh just look up dear pats nation you can find us on newsbreak newsbreak.com slash dear pats nation we cover the patriots for them uh i believe we're the only video uh, Patriots video content creators for them. They try to keep it narrowed down. Uh, we just won a contest last week or last month. We were the third best in the world, the world, man. Um, not just football videos for, for views. Uh, so we pretty popular over there. So you can come follow us over there. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. That's DPN underscore Ray. You can follow us at Dear Pats Nation. Find us there. Uh, also give my boy Connor commentary at Connor commentary. That's my partner, Connor. Uh, idea, uh, go. If you're looking for serious Patriot stuff, follow me on Newsbreak, or i do uh, a show on color cast the color cast app um that's where we do get serious if you're looking at just have fun and a lot of guys talking shit come see us on our youtube channel we go live at 8 30 p.m eastern time sunday through thursday sounds good well anyway ray it's been an absolute blast getting to talk to you hopefully get to do this again sometime hopefully you know what next time it's on a little bit of a more positive note 
Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Anyway, folks, thank you very much for listening to episode number 114 of YWC Football Talk. I'll see you guys for week four predictions with my friend Phil on Thursday night, but have a good night for now. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.